Hi, my name is Dana Barango, and you're listening to the Business Mindset Podcast. This podcast exists to amplify the stories of Black entrepreneurs around Canada as we explore their journey to building a successful business. Let's get started. On the pod today, we have Denier, CEO and founder of Bear Skin. Bear Skin. And before we get into all things business, how's your weekend been? How's your weekend? Um, our listeners will be getting this episode on a Monday, so. Mm. I don't know, like for me, my weekend has been good. Just really chill. Chill. Never Did- any, nothing ever happens with me, guys. <laughs> Is that because you're doing business stuff on the weekend or? Well, that's just my personality. <laughs> <laughs> I am an inside person. I'm screaming. Afraid of the outside. Homebody. <laughs> Homebody. But you know what? I want to get into how your personality affects how you run or influences how you run your business. But maybe you can give us um, a slight intro into what you do, what your business is. I know you also work full time, mm-hmm. but you also have a business or yes. two. One business, one business. One business. So tell us a bit about Bare Skin. So like you said, I work a full time nine to five job. I'm a software engineer. Ooh. Women in tech. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, our, it's it's going to be, I guess, like over a year now. I So like over a year ago, I kind of like stumbled upon handmade soap. Just I like, remember that actually. Uh, just like online. And for, for like for me, for some reason, I always just like assumed that those sort of things, like when you look at the ingredient list on like products like that, you like see these weird ass long names and it's like, I don't know. It was very intimidating to me. Mm-hmm. But then I was just wondering, like, let's see, like, I'm sure there's, on the internet of things, somebody has had to have made this in their house somewhere. And then I was surprised to find that there's, like, this huge community of just, like, people making different types of soup, like, from bars to liquid soup mm-hmm. with, like, natural oils that mm-hmm. you would see in grocery stores. And so that kind of, like, really piques my interest. I was looking for a hobby. <laughs> and then... That's that's how I started. And from there, um, it went into making, like, I, I went into making, like, body butters, body oils, um, lotions, body scrubs. And it's just kind of grown into, maybe, I, I don't know if the word is a passion project. Mm-hmm. Now, it's a business, but it's one of, it's, like, still a hobby. It's, like, a you still enjoy doing it. It's like self-care for me. Oh. Making those, like, just like sitting down, like figuring out formulations, researching like ingredients. And for me, it's just, it's like self-care. So, yeah. But let's, let's start back a bit because before, before Bear Skin, you had a business, right? So, I mean, I feel like you've always like had this entrepreneurial spirit, like at least yeah. from the outside looking. Because <laughs> <laughs> you were building something before. Yes. And then you sort of stumbled upon this. Like, did you ever feel like, you know, this was your calling, like building your business was something that you were um, headed towards? Because some people don't actually see themselves as an entrepreneur and then yeah. somehow, somewhere they become one. Um, yeah. Was that the same for you? Um, I would say like, fun fact about me, I probably like a lot of people for the longest time did not know what I wanted to do like, with mm. my life. Um. For me, like growing up, all I 
all I thought about was I had to be doing something to make a living. Mm-hmm. And that was figuring out what was like the list of all the evils. Basically, like, could I yes. survive yes. Up every single morning doing yes. this job? That's kind of like what would keep me there. And then the moment, usually it's like two years into the job. <laughs> I'm just like, yeah, this is over. And then I check out and yeah. look for another job. Yeah. So I did not have... I, I didn't have a thing in my head. There's never really been a point where it's like, oh, yes, this is what I want to do. I mm-hmm. want to run a business. I want to run this. No, it's just, for me, it's figuring out the things I love doing mm-hmm. and just doing them once I don't love them anymore and finding something else. Um, so, yeah, my previous business was um, was like a software startup. Yeah. Um, and was, it was called Soluble. Soluble, yeah. Ago. Yes. yeah. So the idea behind that was basically to help people manage their personal finances mm-hmm. um, and have like sort of like an automated reminder to remind people of like upcoming bills so you never get overdrafts, um, figuring out like kind of like um, learning people's spending habits to help curb like excesses. Mm-hmm. That was the idea. So we built the app. And then, like, pitched it to different, went into, like, some ac- accelerator programs. Mm-hmm. And that was fun until it stops being fun and checked out. <laughs> so, yeah. And then after that, came to there. Were you, like, I don't want to say scarred. Because, like, for me, when I start something new, you know, it's fun. I'm building. I've built. And then, you know, I sort of, like, stop and, and I'm not doing it anymore. It's not fun anymore. Like, I'm typically, like, scared to start something else i'm just like how do i know i won't be bored of this like mm-hmm. you know from now and then now i have to i'm going to put all these resources into it and then before you know i'm not saying what i want to do did, did you have that a life of an entrepreneur i guess or i guess like <laughs> accidental entrepreneur yeah um, yeah i would say for me i look at them as like lessons for new for new stages in my life so I know that I definitely there were like tons of mistakes that I made in the first business that I like decided to tread so much more carefully like in this one. So for example, um, we incorporated super quickly. Oh like that was it. And it was like a whole like figuring out the legal becoming um an LLC. What's so that? quickly, limited liability corporation. Okay. So it's different from Inc. Yeah. Well, Kind of. Okay. It's still like it's still a co- under the corporation umbrella. You know how there's like sole proprietorship, mm-hmm, but mm-hmm. then there's yeah. So LLC, um, Inc, PLC, those are, um, they have like minimal differences basically okay. between them. But yeah, the idea was like my thinking then was um have a separate entity from me from myself. Yes. And then like have the business bear like the brunt of whatever was to happen. But then that also came with lots of legal fees, mm. things that I was not ready for, um, lots of like documentation and like spending money. And then the thing with that is like taxes as well. Like you have to file taxes for that corporation, and especially yes. when like you aren't really making any money, you're trying to get on your fees. Yeah. So like I rushed that part so quickly. And then on top of that, um, so the business was had to do with personal finances. So mm-hmm. a lot of money had to go into kind of like third third party software to um connect people's banking to our app. Oh. And then it's sort of way for us to be able to like use another third party to like move people's money around. 
things like that. There's so, a lot of moving parts. <laughs> a lot of moving parts. And then a lot of like partnerships with like other companies. Yes. That, oh my God, just so much money. Are you getting like PTSD even thinking about? Because <laughs> my tax returns that year. Anyways, went really? into that. So for this go around, I decided to be, or like obviously I was so, um, I was so wary of yes. spending so much money or like going so quickly and going so deep. So like, yeah, basically to answer your question, it's, it's, I, I don't, I wouldn't say scarred me, but it definitely like gave me a pause, like allowed me to think more before going into it. And then that's why this business is so proprietorship. It's very much linked to my personal finances. It's like my taxes. And then that also helps with like reducing my taxable income. True. <laughs> so that's like plus. This is the first time I've I've heard someone put it from this perspective. Because a lot of people are like, oh, incorporate so you can save on taxes. But that only works when your business is up and running, profitable, yes. like you're bringing money in. Exactly. You, you can now offset certain things. But like if you, you're you building from the ground up, you're now doing incorporation. You have to pay for lawyer fees if you don't know. Accountant. Yeah. And then the accountant, it's not like they're really accounting anything because there's no money. But okay. you have to. <laughs> <laughs> Bro. But then you have to cover all your bases. It's so yes. much easier for me, from my experience, it's so much easier to start up like sole proprietorship and then build up to the points where you actually need to incorporate. Yes. And then do that. Mm. So, okay. So then you started, you, you stumbled upon, you know, creating body products, skincare, mm-hmm. um, lotions, scrubs, soaps. And then what made you feel like, because like at first, it's not as a hobby because I'm assuming when you did your research, you weren't like, oh, I can make money for this. You were like, oh, let me try this. You know, this sounds like something that will be fun to create, yeah. right? So how did you how did you transition from hobby into business? Now you're selling, you know, you have customers, you're shipping. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't know. That <laughs> For that part, I didn't really think too much. I started with, well, um... I started making soap first. And then one of the things that um, I guess is like a side effect is you can't really make small batches of mm. soap. Um, so it's like lots of ingredients. And then you end up like, you end up with, you end up wanting just like one bar, but then you probably have to make like four or five. And then like, oh, so it got to a point where it was just, things spoiling so up. So much soap. I remember coming to your house once I was just like, there's soap everywhere. Open the door and it's fragrance if it's smelling. Yes. <laughs> I mean, it has a plus side to it. True, but. yeah. So yeah, I th- that was the point where I was just like, yeah, and then I gave it to people. People really liked it. I'm like, I'm sure. Let's see where this goes. Mm-hmm. Me and my attitude moving forward has been, let's see what is, like, let's see how it goes. Until I stop liking it, we just we we'll keep pushing. Yeah. Um. So I'm assuming like it's it's not like every other business where you could start out small. Like you said, you need to buy the ingredients. And I remember looking at I think you had sent me one of the websites earlier on, like mm-hmm. maybe a couple of years ago. And I was like, this thing is expensive. Well, like the oils, you have to get the fragrance oils. You yeah. have to. First of all, what even goes into making a soap? Because like yeah. it's a lot of things. Yeah. So. Making soap is actually very, it's, it's, it's straightforward, but it's one of these things that you're making, it's a chemical reaction. Mm. So things like um, safety has to be put into consideration. So the idea of like bare bones, how to make a soap is to combine oils and an alkali. 
So the alkali that uh, most people use is called sodium hydroxide, which okay. is something, it's like a very, very strong, um, it's like a very strong component that breaks things down. You, like when it's used by itself, it can help. Like basically if you go to the, um, go to a hardware store, you would find sodium hydroxide. Uh-huh. Don't they use that like, for their bodies? To help clog like drainage. Oh, okay. Like that. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's the that's the idea. And then bare bones. That's what it is. You you end up like depending on the sort of like I guess character that you want the soap to have. Mm-hmm. Um, you can add different fragrances, different colors. Um, make different like this like swirl patterns and designs. Mm. But then like even in the oils. Oils and like butters, like shea butter, mango mango seed butter, avocado oil, coconut oils, like they have grape seed. Grape seed. <laughs> I do be knowing this thing. <laughs> <laughs> they have different components that mm. um in, that impact the um end product of the soap. So, for example, coconut oil, they would like advise you to use like less than like around thirty to thirty percent because it's a very harsh ingredient. Like it's mm. Very, very cleansing. So it lifts, basically, it lifts up oils and grime and everything from your skin. But if it's used in high con- concentrations, like it could also like strip your natural oils, like off really? your skin. Yeah. So is that why people say you should use coconut oil to take your makeup off? Coconut oil is like very, yeah, mm. it's very, very cleansing. But like used by itself, you would, if you were going to use like a 60, 70% soap, coconut oil soap that would be used to like wash clothes or wash dishes not for the skin oh okay but like something for example like a shea butter is um a conditioning agent so it makes like your skin it's it's a butter that has like a lot of um it's called like monosaturate (laughs) classes in session guys like so it's like things that it it doesn't um, absorb super quickly into your skin Mm -hmm. and like ends up like leaving like sort of like smooth silky feeling that's why it's called conditioning but like it doesn't bubble the way like you would expect soap to bubble mm, so, lather lather yeah okay lather. coconut oil lathers a, a lot. lot yeah oh. castor oil also castor oil is an interesting one because it lathers a lot but it also doesn't strip like your skin of its natural goodness so things like all the different oils like how to put it have to be put into consideration when making soap so like that's the idea. So basically it's like oils, you melt all of those down, mix it into like a light solution. So lye and water, mix it together. It's a, it's an exothermic correction, which means like it generates heat. I feel like I'm in chemistry class right now. Yo, did you have to learn all of this when you started the business or did yeah, you know it before? Yeah, or I had to learn everything. So my background is um geology, earth sciences. So okay. that's like rocks. Rocks, um, okay. The I had to attend like probably like two first year chemistry classes, but that was it. It was learning, it was going into this that I basically learned. I learned so much, but it's been fun. <laughs> it's funny you say that because like, you're saying all these things and my brain is like, 
okay, okay, wait, wait, wait. Like, and, I didn't know. And to be honest, when you look at soap, at least for me, I don't think about, okay, is there 30% coconut oil? Like, yeah. I'm just like, okay, this soap smells great, you know, like, it feels good on my skin. But, like, the things that goes into actually creating that soap and, like, the science behind it, it's like... It's so fascinating to me. I'm fascinated, even though I don't understand properly, <laughs> but I'm so fascinated. And, yeah. and it's like, so you had to learn all of this as you were, like, building the business. At what at any point did you feel like, okay, like, you know, this is a bit, like, too much? Yeah. So starting off, I did not start making lotions, so, like, water-based products, because um, the very first, like, sort of research deep dive I did in series was so many things. It's... Basically, the idea of mixing water and oil is, mm. you know how water and oil separate? Separate, yeah. It has to be a ton of components to bring them together. For me, that was, for some reason, that was just a lot. <laughs> <laughs> I can relate because it's like you have to figure out, um, you have to figure out the different, the concentration of that, like, it's called emulsifier. emulsifier so like the compound yes. that um, binds water and oil, you have to figure out the concentration of that depending on how much water and oil you're, like, you're going to use so things don't separate in people's houses. Yes. For me, Imagine I, shipping out soap and then before I, you get... What I is your oil? I'm, I'm afraid. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, <laughs> okay. So I'm just like, stay clear of that. One thing about me is like, it was, it's, it was in the back of my mind, but then it was like, fear basically kept me from it until I... For me, knowledge and knowing things makes me feel comfortable. That's mm. like my, um, that's my comfort zone. So I spend so much time just like reading, mm. watching videos um, of like chemists and people like talking about their own mistakes, learning how to make. Because yeah, me, the first time I made lotion, I also put it up. I don't know if I can say here. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> so, like, so that was, like... Did that make you doubt yourself, like, okay? Yeah, because it was... It was actually funny because the thing separated, and I kept mixing it. The thing would come back together. I was like, separating Every time you look back, they are separating. <laughs> I'm like, bro, guys, what's going on? Mm. And then I was able to troubleshoot it, and I figured out why it was separated. And that breakthrough for me boosted my confidence. Exactly. In like figuring out like and hearing people talk about their mistakes and like them troubleshooting and figuring out like why always try like chemistry is literally like experiment after experiment, like tweaking one thing, seeing the results. Um so yeah, like the latest lotions that I have like concocted. Created. <laughs> That's coming up. So. Yeah. <laughs> I tried it and it's like, funny enough, you know what happened today? My mom was like trying to lotion her hand. I'm like, actually, I just got this like lotion as like, because it was the souvenir I got from the wedding, right? Yeah. And I'm like, do you want to try? And she's, she told me, she's like, oh my God, this smells so good. And I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And then she up, she's like, oh my God. Like, <laughs> she's like genuinely, because my mom is someone like, she, she pays close attention to her skin and like, she always wants to stay hydrated. So she basically, she's like, wow, like my skin. And then like, even after a while, she's like, my skin is still like so wow. soft. And I'm like, not high praise. That's that bear. 
that's that bare skin. Like coming out at some point this day when I can figure my life out. <laughs> so I mean, you've had to build publicly because, like, from what you're saying is your first batch of products that you sold are not the same as the ones you're planning to release this year. Yeah. How is that for you? Because for some people, they are like, oh, consistency is key. I don't want to change my formula. I had to like test, 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 figure out this formula before. And then yeah. I never, you know, deviate from that. But for you, you've taken a more, a different approach where it's like, listen, I'm going to keep getting better and you guys are going to keep getting better products from me, you know? Yeah. Did you decide that by yourself or was that sort of just... Um, I... I think, let me see, um, that's, that was for sure a consideration for me. Like mm. when I, the very first like, after, like launch that I did was pretty close to when I started making products. Mm. And that was another thing I learned from my previous company was, um, then I was trying to wait as long as possible, like trying to refine and refine before releasing anything. But something that I've learned, I've come to realize is it's, and I will also say it's lucky because I am not big enough for like so You're many bigo. people, not yet, but like so many people to like realize okay, the difference and the change. Yeah. So I think me right now, I'm using this, like, I guess a like green season as an opportunity to quickly like iterate and change and like get better as quickly as I possibly can. So for me, I'm not trying to, I'm not trying to wait. It was a conscious decision for me not to wait until I Till perfection. Everything. Yeah. Even like the rebrand that we're, that we're doing now, it's like, it's a whole new... I mean, you're going to talk about the rebrand. Um, <laughs> we're going to talk about that because like, it's not every day that you see people saying, okay, you know what? I've been this before, but now I'm going to be this because of X, Y, Z. But before we get there, I remember when you started and you were taking your own like product for them, pictures, you mm. were doing like everything by yourself. And then you decided, you know what? I'm going to focus on product Let's creation. <laughs> of here like this is not my calling i'm just like i mean i can do photography but like i'd rather focus on creating the products yeah. themselves how a lot of people struggle with that i mean i guess you're fortunate because like your husband is into photography and yeah. you know he was glad to take that up i don't know if glad is the word but he was able <laughs> he was able to pick that up and say you know what leave this to me and you had all that help right but for you like letting go is something i even struggle with as an entrepreneur because like even if i know this person might be good at this it's just like i'm i'm good at it you exactly know? Yeah. i know what i want you know, exactly you have the picture in your head that's for sure like me i'm a super super duper type a person mm -hmm. where anything that is it's actually crazy because anything that is going to be even remotely associated with me has to be like top tier like I have to like it mm -hmm. <laughs> and I have to be okay with it. Um, that was a thing that um, I had to consciously like decide to let go of, mm. even though it's still a struggle for me because like I'll see some things and I'm like, mm, can we change this? Mm. <laughs> this is actually not what I had in mind. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'm, I'm definitely aware of the, of my luck, I guess, and my privilege mm. of having been married to somebody that is also like when he's into his hobbies, he like goes all out. Oh, wow. So the camera gear, the lights, flash, yeah. everything is there. I'm just like, 
I woke up one day and Lemo happened. I'm just like, what's going on? And he's like, oh, I picked up a new hobby. I'm, I'm watching YouTube videos. I'm like, I'll be photographed now. I'm just like, okay, he's, you're a tech bro. Like, why, why are you having an identity crisis right now? Like, but it's, it's so good because like when Lemo is into something, you can't tell him anything. Anything. And then he goes like, he deep dives so far, like worse than me, I think, mm. into that like special He's interest. Obsessed, yeah. Yeah. And so he also like is similar to me in the, like his work, he looks at his work with like a critical eye mm-hmm. and he looks at like the very, very fine details. Mm-hmm. So that makes me feel like safe, I mm-hmm. guess, in like safe enough to put my product photography in his hands mm-hmm. with some direction. <laughs> with some lemon, I don't like that like, <laughs> can we change that like, yeah. <laughs> this podcast is brought to you by Soapblocked an online directory of black owned businesses in Canada we also work with entrepreneurs to improve their digital presence with custom made websites social media advertising and product photography to learn more about Soapblocked or to list your black owned business for free visit www.soapblocked.com do you feel like, um, because you don't see a lot of people like husband and wives working together on one business, do you mm-hmm. feel like that has affected the dynamics in your relationship, in your marriage? Like, how do you feel like your business or your marriage influences your business and vice versa? Um, well, right now, I don't think, I don't know if he's, he's involved enough for it to, mm-hmm. like, for us to, con- to be to consider ourselves as working together. Mm. It's almost like just like one else of um level two I need pictures taken for this. Mm-hmm. So I come and take pictures and he does that. And it's basically sometimes he edits. I'm still like trying to find an like a proper like editor because he's he's swamped. His books are busy. <laughs> very much so. Yeah. So yeah, I don't know. I don't think maybe when things get like a lot busier or like when things start uptaking, I don't know. It's, and I'm happy for that. I'm thankful that it's not, it's not, it's not an issue. Yeah. It's not anything that has come yes. up. So, yes. Yeah. So let's talk about this rebrand. Um. So you, so for those that are listening and, and don't have context, you launched your business at Strip Bear, the Strip Bear Soap Company. Yes. And I think that's when you were just doing soap. And then, you know, at some point you were like, actually, I want to do scrubs. Mm-hmm. I want to do body butters and yogurts and lotions and all of that stuff. Why did you now decide that actually? No. <laughs> the whole thing. Let's just, <laughs> from the ground up, you know? Um, when I started this, um, the Strip Bear Soap Company, yeah, yes, it was, the plan was to, like, just make soap. Mm-hmm. Um. I mean, I, I think I was okay having the Shipper Soap Company be the name, even with, like, butters and scrubs. Mm-hmm. It would just be like, oh, we make soap and this extra thing. Yes. Um, But I started to, like, I was still struggling with the brand, like, the brand identity. Um, At that point, um, I was very much into, like, the luxury but minimal lifestyle. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of like the direction I had pushed the stripper soap company in. Um, but then I started to dislike it <laughs> because I had moved past that phase in my life. Like I did not want to be, I didn't want to make, okay, let me not say I moved past that phase in my life because I'm so Because you're saying locks, girl. So I'm like, <laughs> move. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not going anywhere. But so 
rather I would say um I didn't want to make I wanted to make products for like the everyday person. Mm. Like I wanted to make good skin like accessible mm. and marketing myself as or marketing the brand as like a luxury sort of like separatist kind of like idea like it it doesn't it doesn't gel well with even my own personality mm. and like how I want to position the brand. So that kind of like got me thinking. I went through like a whole like um brand you did like a test or process. something and yeah. yes. I went through like a whole rebrand process thinking about like from what the colors, what the fonts, um to like types of pictures that we take, like those elements, um, how do they how do they communicate that this brand is like an approachable mm-hmm. and it's one that is outspoken but also like for you basically um that's kind of where that's where it started from and yeah i also i also wanted to bring like bring it bring up a brand that is not going to change in the future depending on like how my own like your direction of the business and and your vision for what you're building right yeah um i actually i really love that because you you touched on something that a lot of entrepreneurs at least i also didn't think about when i was starting my business like what do i want people to think about when you know they hear of my brand i mean i sort of thought about it with the name i was like you know we're we're connecting people to businesses so let them think of us as their plug you know and and at, at the time i remember even designing my logo just based on that thought without even like doing research like yeah. is this name even available like mm. does this brand even make sense what what are our colors do they even like i don't really think i thought about that maybe ben did because like he was doing the design and development but yeah. a lot of people just like think okay let me just launch my business. You know, I have the products. I can make soap. You know, I have websites. Yeah. Let me just name it anything. And then they don't really think about like the marketing, the brand identity. Like, how do you want people to feel when they're on your website, yeah. when they see your product? When they open, like they buy a product and they get box and open it. Yes. Like what is that? Like what sort of feelings you want to evoke? Yeah. Um, and I would say like, it's, it's, I was going to say it's never too late to rebrand, but it probably is. Yeah, you think? I I would say like it's 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 it, a lot of work. Or? It's a lot of work, but then it's um. I think you're safer rebranding the smaller you are. Mm. Um. So, like now, I'm such a strong believer in like fail, try so many things, try as many things as possible when like before you blow, like do all the things in like. When I was in my startup era, <laughs> when I was in my startup era, something that um, the the what's the word incubator does it like something that the incubators um, investors always said was fail fast. Mm. So get all like failures for me is like a learning opportunity. Mm-hmm. It's it can be embarrassing. It can feel like it feels awful. Hundred percent. Um, but then it's to be a waste if you don't learn anything from it because then it will happen again. So for me, it's like just try as many things as possible. Um, and figure out what sticks as quickly as you can, and then go from there. As opposed to like 
just like staying where you are. Yes. And yes. like knowing that something needs yes. to change. And they're like, yes. yeah. That's- I always say this though. For me, I'd rather fail than not try. Like it's been like with so plugged, I failed a lot of times. Like even like when we started our merch, like I remember starting now thinking, okay, like, you know, our directory is free, but like if we sell some merch that like promotes buying black, you know, black entrepreneurship, mm-hmm. that's where we would like blow mm-hmm. and then we'll get all this money and we'll like, I had this whole plan. I was like, yeah, I'm going to drop ship. Like, I don't need any upfront costs. You know, I, I had a whole vision, right? Yeah. And quickly realized that this this thing is actually not, it's but costing me more to run this business than it is to like, and and, and, and for a long time, I was just like, mm, let's just, it will soon blow. Let's just keep putting more money, right? Mm-hmm. But I quickly realized, I'm like, it's not- like we can do limited merch, but like to have like a merch business, the profit margins were so slim, like little to nothing. Yeah, it's so hard. It's almost like running like it's like running a restaurant. Yes. It's and it's it's unfortunate because it it's like the not lucky few, but it's the few that end up making a lot of money mm-hmm. that like they're the ones that get projected the most. Mm-hmm. But the remaining 99% of people. So that's like a thing for me with social media. Like when I see other people's businesses and I see like all the high numbers and oh, it's like, Oh, we're going there. <laughs> see what they do. And it's also like, it's also nice because in that sea mm-hmm. of, of like people showing like only their highlights, there are some people that like will show you the, the lows. Yeah. There's sometimes that we make a lot. There's sometimes that we only have seven others in a day. So it's like, don't believe everything type of thing. But it's also like for me, it's I don't know, thinking critically, seeing like where you are, seeing where you want to go, and then like figuring out how your middle is going mm. to like is going to like where how where you are is going to lead you to where you want to be. Because yeah. like yeah, previously like the shift vessel company wasn't going to wasn't going to lead me to like Really I don't know, like lasting good. happiness. Yeah. And because I could not stand behind the brand. Mm. I could not like say it with my chest. And if I had let it just keep going, oh, this is what is in. That was actually what was in, like yes. luxury self-care. Yes. Was in. Yes. And it's like, if this is, I, I could not, I, I know that I won't be able to sustain that like pretense of, Oh, lux, <laughs> luxury feeling that that luxury skin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know what you're saying. I know so, what you're saying. I feel like you touched on like comparison, like looking at other people's successes and mm-hmm. looking at where you are at, and like just being like, um, like what's going on? Like yeah. you know, and I feel like it's very common around people that don't have a supportive community. And I feel like there was a time I I remember like. I remember when I got the idea to like launch Soulplug and it was like, okay, I went to, I obviously told my brothers, they were like, yeah, sure. You know, it sounds good. Like, sure. We'll help you out. It will help you set up. And I remember telling some friends and they were like, are you sure about this thing? Like, yeah. you know, it's, I've seen people try to do this thing. Oh, like, are you sure? And I was like, yeah. And then I eventually started and then we weren't moving as quickly as I thought. In fact, the day we, before we launched, I had like reached out to some people I know, like business owners to be like, hey, do you, I'm launching this directory. You can list your business on here for free. Mm-hmm. And then they were just like, okay, cool. You know, and I was like, ah. <laughs> so I was a bit taken aback. And then in the same period, other similar 
platforms were popping up uh-huh. and they were just skyrocketing and they were just mm. going and they were just signing up. I was just like, ah. and they were even charging people. Their platform wasn't free. Afterwards. I was like, I was not looking at myself. I remember telling them, I'm like, I don't think this thing is clicking. No, you know, it's not too late to just shut down. We failed. Mm. We've tried and we failed, mm. you know? And that comparison was really like stealing my joy at the time because I couldn't enjoy building. I couldn't enjoy the small. I was just like, if this thing doesn't reach 100 businesses by the time I wake up, we are, we are failed. Let's just close that. And then it was just like, why don't you just give it time? Yeah. You know, like if you reach 100 businesses, you're still going to spend the amount of money you're spending right now if you, if it's two businesses. So yeah. you're not losing anything. Yeah. Just chill. And I just remember saying, I just give it like I was just yimming and I was just like you don't understand you're not seeing what other people are doing with mm-hmm. their platforms right and at some point I, I, I and it's funny to say and honestly I'm not throwing any shade but some of those platforms started disappearing yeah and I was just like that's what happens with waves you know they just started disappearing the hype was gone nobody I was just like oh wait oh yeah. it's only also mm-hmm. I mean not not technically only us but like they starts to quiet though it started quieting down and then mm-hmm. i realized that like all the work i'd been putting in started like slowly slowly trickling i mean i'm not saying i'm where i want to be but like i felt like more fulfilled. i could see progress and we finally i was just like okay like these things you just have to give it time or like yeah. you know and just build yeah yeah no for sure it's exactly that it's for me yeah, my comparison really is is the thief of joy. It really is. Yeah. So I do honestly. I find myself. I watch like other business owner vlogs on mm-hmm. YouTube, and then I see like for me, I don't know, packing orders for some reason is therapeutic to me. <laughs> You're the first person I've heard <laughs> say this. Like I actually, my YouTube is of people that just like watching business owners like pack really. Orders. Like, oh yeah, this is. Try that order from New York. And then it's like, oh, this is what she got. For me, it's like, it's it makes me feel happy thinking about how this is where I'm going to be. This is how mm. I'm going to be somehow. And then for me, like the lens and the filter that I look at these things through is, and obviously it's not easy. It's like, if you don't have a handle on it, it's very yes. easy to like slip yes. into the comparison mode. But for me, the filter that I have is, there was a time when nobody knew who this person was. Mm-hmm. And then when people talk about how old they've been four years into this, they've been five years into this, and then they have like 50,000 followers on Instagram, they have a YouTube channel, they have like 100,000 subscribers on YouTube. It's like, and then those people, I hear stories about how um, they also like were in the nine to five. Some of them like cut off immediately and started with some of them. Yeah. Kind of like was like me and blended it two in. So me, I think about how the lens I look at it through is there is no such thing as an overnight success. Mm-hmm. It's going to take, it takes years. And for me, I'm just looking at it through. These people have put in the work, the work and they've been consistent enough in this where like, Harry, here I am in 2023, looking at them, thinking about how in 2022, I started this business mm-hmm. and look at where I am right now compared to where I was then. Yes. It's yes. like when I hear people talk about how, like talking to you about wanting like more products on the website, mm. like because you had, and then it's, it's mind, even if it's like just one person, it's still mind, <laughs> it's mind blowing. Like that somebody <laughs> from Toronto is looking at the website. They literally are costing me. They're like, Nina, <laughs> we need, <laughs> like, first of all, hello. Like, <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah. So it's like those individual things and those like small victories and little successes. When yeah. I get like somebody's email, somebody went out of their way to email me because like they were waiting for something on the website, and that's just like, yeah, like I'm doing something right. Yes, you are. You absolutely <laughs> are. Like, if you don't know about forbear skin, like you need it. Like layering like your fragrances from the shower is like a life hack that I never knew yeah. I needed until I started using your body products. Like when I use my lavender, I use the cream, and then I put put my perfume on it, and then my, I'm scenting great the whole day. And everybody's just like, "What's that?" I'm like, <laughs> you know, I, I think you're you're actually doing an amazing thing. And before you go, like, um. What is what is something that you feel like if somebody wanted to start like a skincare business? Um, what is something that what is one piece of advice that you give to them um, based on your experience building? One piece of advice is it's it's not that serious. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds cliche, but it's true. <laughs> like, to be honest, it's not that serious. It's okay yeah. to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. I was yeah. so scared to make mistakes. Well, like, because you're selling things to people. Yes. And for me, it's so important that the money, the hard-end money that people, like, somebody giving me their money for in exchange you. of something that I've made yes. is so important to me. And yes. it's like, you have, like, to me, it's, I have to give you the best experience possible. Yes. Because you could use this money for something else. I would say, like, for somebody, it's, it's, it's it's so it's very easy to like want to have everything be perfect you know make any mistakes but then like it's you make mistakes there is no way you would learn without making mistakes so it's okay it's okay to feel also there's no way to build a business without making mistakes have you built a business before and it's like Like, there's there's seven million people in this world yeah okay for like one thousand people so like you get the brunt of your yes of your initial but that's me your customer service should be horrible low. yeah you know but it's okay to make mistakes as you start building your business yeah. and you keep going like as far as long as you learn from yes honestly this is such this has been such a great conversation like just like i, I didn't know there was so much chemistry that went into like the products we were using um where can people find you where can people find strip um forbear forbear guys <laughs> Um, yeah, so Instagram, TikTok, um, on our, our website is stripbearsoup.com. It's going to be forbearsoup.com. Very soon. Very soon. But like, yeah, follow us on Instagram. You'll find all the updates. Yes. And the link will be below in the description box. Um, thank you so much for coming thank on the pod so today. So, so it's fun. been a great conversation and we'll see you next Monday, guys. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you for joining us on the Business Mindset Podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, please subscribe, leave a review, and share it with your friends and fellow entrepreneurs. Don't forget to follow us on Instagram and TikTok at TBM underscore pod. Once again, I am your host, Nina Barango, and I'll see you next Monday.